call is now being recorded. All right, Dr. Dasa, you are on with James. Good morning. Good morning, doctor. First of all, tell us a little bit on your background. Sure. Uh, I'm full-time faculty at LSU here in New Orleans, uh, orthopedic surgery, uh, vice chair and chair of uh, research. Now, if uh, people wanted to get a hold of you online or uh, communicate with you after the interview, how would they do that? Um, they can go to our website, uh, so lsuhn.com, or uh, they can go to my website. Uh, if they just Google DASA, A-A-O-S, they can do that, unless you want me to give you the full uh, the full thing. Not an issue, not an issue. We'll keep moving. Um, t- t- tell us a little bit about the topic today. So the topic today is about uh, knee osteoarthritis. Uh, we know this is a big issue for most Americans. Uh, almost 29, 27, 29 million uh, Americans are going to develop osteoarthritis. And so a lot of the worries or a lot of the issues is around how to manage this because <clears throat> the eventuality of arthritis is, is when it gets severe enough, we end up with uh, knee replacements. And so that's a tremendous burden on the system. And so are there opportunities, are there treatments that we can do early on in the process to maybe delay or potentially even avoid, you know, some of the more serious uh, options like knee replacements. Now, uh, how, how do we do that exactly? So a couple of things. Early on, you know, the keys are maintaining your weight. We know there's a huge link between obesity and uh, progression of osteoarthritis. You want to stay healthy. We know there's a link between, you know, diabetes, gout, and a bunch of other medical problems that lead to arthritis. You want to stay fit, so you want to keep your knees strong. So you want to maintain the strength in your thigh muscles, especially your quads and your hamstrings. So keeping the knees stable helps prevent injuries. And then if all those things uh, don't work and you start developing arthritis, you know, the next step then is what are some of the easy things that you can do at home. And most of the listeners are probably used to hearing about anti-inflammatory medications like Advil, Aleve, Tylenol, and things like that, which uh, you can do in the beginning. Uh, other options are knee sleeves or knee braces. A lot of patients uh, like wearing those. They feel like it helps their symptoms and, and some of their swelling. And then uh, some of the other things are wearing nice cushions in your shoes. So sneakers, uh, gel cushions help relieve some of the stress uh, going across the knee. So once you feel all those things, that's when a lot of patients end up coming to my office. And so as the arthritis starts getting a little worse, they, they ask me, you know, these things aren't working, you know, what are our next options? And so really where I like to start when they come to my office are to start uh, gel injections or hyaluronic acid injections. And the one that uh, just recently came out is Gelson, which is developed by Bioventus, who we're here on behalf of today. And I like these hyaluronic acid injections because there's a lot of science around them showing that they can actually help protect uh, the cartilage cells and they can actually maintain the cartilage cells, which is what we're trying so hard to preserve and protect to try to slow down knee arthritis. And in fact, we actually did a research, uh, we just got a research paper published earlier this year looking at the impact of these injections on timed knee replacement. What we found is the more of these injections you had, the longer it took to get a knee replacement, out to about three and a half years. And so there's a lot of potential for these injections to kind of change uh, the time course around knee replacements. The next option after that, which I don't like using first, I usually use it at the end, would be cortisone steroid injections, which I'm sure a lot of the listeners have heard about. The reason I don't like steroid injections in the beginning is because there's a lot of basic science data that shows that they can actually be harmful to the cartilage cells that we're trying so hard to protect, and in fact, uh, killing some of the cartilage cells. So I don't like those as a first-line option. I like to save those later on as the arthritis gets worse. 
And then ultimately, when things get bad enough, um, there's some newer options like Iovera, where we can actually freeze some of the nerves around the knee uh, to reduce the pain. And then ultimately, the last option, with which most people try to avoid but uh, eventually uh, come to, would be surgery, and that's a knee replacement. Now, uh, what what are what are some more steps here, and some of the conditions that warrant them? Can you repeat that again? The conditions, um, and that, and some of the steps, and that, that warrant them. You were mentioning knee replacement. You were mentioning the gels. Um, how how exactly do people get to the point where they need those things? I uh, got it. So really, it's based on the patient's symptoms, you know. And so I've got a lot of patients with severe arthritis that are actually doing okay because they're not do they're not that active, and so maybe they're mowing the lawn and doing some basic things. And so they we can they can do well with just anti-inflammatory medications, steroid injections, things like that. Then I've got other patients who are extremely active. They shop and golf and grandkids and travel and all those kinds of things. And so as they progress p- through each one of these steps, <coughs> they want to maintain that activity level so they move on to the next step because the pain and the function is, is really debilitating to them and they want to stay active. And so that's really what gauges what step you move to is really based on your symptoms and how you're feeling. Not necessarily <coughs> just because you've got bone-on-bone arthritis, we have to do X or we have to do Y. It's all based on how you're feeling. So if you're doing relatively well, we don't really need to do much. You can stick with your medications. But if you're not and it's really interfering with your life, then we move on to kind of the next steps. Where can we go for more information? So a couple of great resources that uh, are useful for, for your listeners. First one would be the Academy uh, American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons. That website is orthoinfo.org. And the second one is the American College of Rheumatology, and that website is rheumatology.org. Both great resources for your listeners. Fantastic. Have yourself a wonderful day. Take care. Thanks.